Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my listeners. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from a beautiful, sunny, and rather temperate Key Largo. It's a beautiful, I guess what we call it, post-Thanksgiving. This episode is called Roman Food Orgy. And I'll go into that in a little depth. If you're not, if you're a new listener and you're not familiar with the show, The Keys Bartender is a show about bar, keys, and life in general. I just put bar, the bar. It could be, I mean, I guess if you're a lawyer, you could be thinking about the bar exam and things like that. But that's not what we're talking about. And before I go over a description of what we're going to be talking about today, I wanted to talk to you uh, several times during the holidays I heard a a uh, statistic that there was a minimum of 53 million Americans who are food insecure, food insecure. And yeah, and I'm going to be talking about banquets and feasting and cocktails and all that stuff where there's a 53 million Americans that are food insecure with all the the rising prices, the price of food, the rising price of rent and real estate and everything. Sometimes we Americans have a tendency uh, to rely on, you know, we, we put our, like anybody else, our resources go to sometimes go to housing, transportation, clothing, and sometimes food is on the end of the line for some people. And if you can help out during these holidays, it would be great. And, uh, a lot of things. If you do feel if you do feel ashamed about enjoying food when other Americans or other people aren't, you can put that to good use by volunteering or donating, volunteering your time or donating to these organizations. I I used to work for a organization called Trevor's Foundation that was feeding the homeless in Philadelphia, and I worked in a couple soup kitchens. And I be I'll be expecting probably during the holidays to be doing that here. And I hope uh, you'll look into that. The Salvation Army is an excellent choice also. So on today's show, we're going to be beginning a segment that I'll be running during the Christmas holidays. And I'm beginning now post-Thanksgiving. I'm going to call it the 12 Drinks of Christmas. And we're going to feature one or two drinks that for the entertainers, which will, you know, for you can feature for your guests and things like that. And today we'll be talking about one of my favorite ones. And also, since we're going to, you know, I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving and my experience. We're going to be talking about Roman food orgies minus the fornification and mutilation and execution. Just focusing on the food orgies, even though I may mention that. And then we'll segue into my experience of what. I happened to me this Thanksgiving, which is really nice, but I may have not. I was ill-prepared. I was ill-prepared. So all the uh, jokes aside about that drink I mentioned that I'm going to tell you, it's called the Nutty Irishman. And you might think that may bring you to think about your crazy, drunken Irish uncle. And that was me. Uh, I guess I'm still crazy Irish uncle, but I'm not drunken. And my routines were on the holidays that 
wherever I'd spend the holidays, whichever family member or friends or things like that, it would immediately start after I arrived. So I, I was always keen to arrive early. Not because I was a, a dutiful guest, because once I got there, I realized I could start drinking. And I would get there, you know, it's, what time does it start? Oh, well, people are going to start arriving at 11 o'clock. Oh, do you need any hand with anything? Because I could get there earlier. I could get there at 930 if you want, think or nine o'clock, if you need to get the ice, do you need table set up? Cause, and you know, really think in my head, I'm going to be, that's when I'm going to start hitting the beer. And if they were lucky, they're definitely, you know, there definitely was going to be vodka there. So I do that, but I mean, I'm prefer, prefer bourbon, but I'm not giving you a drunk a lock. I wanted to talk about the nutty Irishman and it's a simple drink, but it is delicious as I can remember. And it's just a simple drink too. One ounce Bailey, one ounce for Jellico. Uh, most people know Bailey's is an Irish cream, hence the uh, uh, nutty Irishman. And, but for Angelico, it's a hazel, an Italian hazelnut liqueur. It's in a beautiful body, bottle, body. Where's my head right now? But it's a, it's a brown bottle and it's a hazelnut liqueur and you mix them one part to one part. Now, if you were going to reduce one, you could probably, most people reduce the Frangelico. So you can put like one and a half ounce of Bailey's and a half ounce of Frangelico or anything. Adjust it to the way you want it. Okay. The less Frangelico is a little sweeter than Bailey's, I believe. And you could do it on the rocks in a rock glass, or you can do it chilled up in uh, either a sniffing glass or a martini glass. I would put it in the easier one because you know, during the holidays, people drink a little more. If you don't want to have it all slopped around on your floor, I put it in the easier decanted glass. It's like, don't let the niceties or the perfectionness in you stop you from protecting your furniture. And that's it. The Nutty Irishman. It'll be a big hit. Okay. So, I mean, there's something about the smoothness of Bailey's and the smooth and freshness and the nuttiness of Frangelico that really makes me think of the holidays. Okay, let me get into my reference of Roman food orgies. And it's not a hard metaphor to make between our seasonal feast that we do, in America at least, that the Roman emperors used to have these food orgies. And originally they were just focused on the food, you know, the food and that would be exotic foods from all different parts of the empire. Some of it would be formed into different exotic animals like elephants, hippopotami. Look, I conjugate, I think I that's not a conjugate. I pluralized it correctly. Giraffes, whatever. And, and golden loaves of bread. I've read all this stuff. It's amazing. I knew about these before. And the more extravagant ones also included prostitutes um, and, and people that were chained up slaves. Um, and there was the most, I guess, practice of extreme food orgies was under that crazy bastard. Caligula, 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 
That's it. And I'm only going to say his name those two times because I don't want to have to struggle. It is purported. Now, this guy was real nutty. And I'll tell you some of the things. He had uh, once a slave had stolen some food or was purportedly stolen some food, and he had the hands cut off and had him hung around the neck of the guy and had him presented to the people. He also had, you know, he'd have the slaves and they put, uh, have slaves performing sex in front of him and all that stuff. And he's purported to have said to his guests prior, well, I don't know if it was prior or what part of the feast occurred. He said, with just a nod of my head, I could have you all executed by my guards. And I can imagine the guest's reaction. Really, that's nice. Um, get, get me some of that elephant cake. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, that's a great way to really, you know, restrict your eating, which, you know what, I could have used, and I'm referencing my thing I could have used before. So these feasts has been around for a long time, but it was Caligula that really took it to the extreme. And the segue isn't hard to make to the kind of feast that Americans have. And I want to tell you about my experience. And first of all, I'm saying it was lovely. What, what We went to a friend's house in Lower Matacumbe, which is about, I guess it's about 35 miles south of me in the Keys. And it's south of Isle Morada. And they had this lovely house on the bay side and with a beautiful green lawn and it, and overlooking the bay and it was such a lovely day and the food was delicious now my preparation and i don't want to go into detail about it because i want to have one of the uh one of my friends i want to have on this podcast he gave me some great ideas but uh his name's jimmy but for preparation for this particular feast, I decided to kind of go on a modified fast, which I don't do because I may have mentioned in previous episodes, I am prone to hangriness. That's, you know, ang being angry when you're hungry. I get kind of nasty. So what I had to do was like parse the amount of food that I would eat during the course of the day I had up. I, I don't really worry about on these holidays about what I eat. I'm not a calorie counter because this is my view. This is my particular view, and you could disagree with me on that. It doesn't matter what I eat four or five big days like holidays, weddings, and things like that. What really matters is what I eat day to day. And it's hard to argue that thing because that's my habit. You know, I try to eat, you know, I try to do that. And I don't always succeed. When I was younger, I would I eat whatever I want, but I would also spend hours more at the gym. So now I have to meter the amount of food that I have. Well, on this past Thursday, you know, I had a little at breakfast. Then we had a little nibble in between there. And then I ate, we ate some, uh, you know, charcuterie, I guess it's called now. It's all the rage. So I'm watching what I eat. I didn't want to have a big meal. And I just kept on building to it, building to it. And I was building this real kind of crazy hunger that 
I mean, they had, they had, uh, where we arrived as friends, we arrived around 3.30 and they were starting to put out, you know, some hors d'oeuvres and stuff like, you know, co- you know, pan fried kibasi. They had um, crudite made famous in the Pennsylvania Senate uh, campaigns by the, uh, the TV doctor, Oz, you know, shopping for crudite. But with, oh, I'm going to pause. We're going to have a visitor coming. Oh, it's Henry. I'll be right back. Okay, hold on. So, I'm back. We just have a visitor. Henry is going to be spending two days with us uh, till Sunday afternoon. Henry is a year and a half year old Maltese. And he's he's always excited when he gets here, it seems like. Um, so, we're happy to have him. So I had to stop the show, you know, priorities are priorities. So I remember exactly where I was. So I was doing a restrictive diet prior to it. We, we arrived at the house. They not only did they have started putting out the food, they had the crudite, they had the, the, the kibasi, and they had chips and things like that. They also, they were very nice. I mean, they had an assortment of cocktails they offered. I, I did mention the nutty Irish and stuff like that, but they made martinis for some of the guests. I made a cosmopolitan for the host. And for me, they had uh, Heineken Zero Zero, which I I really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite Zero Zero beers. I, I only like Zero Zero beer. And I mentioned before that. that. And the nice thing about it is not, I normally don't drink like more than three of them. It's not because I'm worried about having too much. It's like, it's like drinking three cans of soda, but even though it's not that many calories in it, it's only 80 calories a can uh, for that. And, I, and there's other ones that are even less. Once you take the alcohol off, it's a lot less, but let's go back to this plan. I had to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner, right? By restricting my eating. So we're having a great time. We're chatting and things like that. I'm kind of noshing a little, you know, but nowhere near getting to the amount of calories I usually get until four or five o'clock. But I'm doing it on purpose because there's plenty of food there to eat prior. And I I want to save my appetite for Thanksgiving. So we sit down and I'm going to tell you some of the things they had. And you, it's a normal fare, but it was they did an excellent job with it. They had an excellent turkey. They had corn. Uh, I forget what you call that. Corn pudding. They had the stuffing. They had the cranberry sauce. They had excellent mashed potatoes. Um, they had a green bean casserole. And, oh my God, I hope I don't forget anything there. I brought my specialty, which was a baked macaroni and cheese that I had made earlier in the day. And so we had all this food and there was more, there was rolls. I know I may be missing some, some one or different thing. So we sat down and I wasn't ready. I, I'll tell you, Thanksgiving's past. I would sit there. I went to I, I went to a cousin's house one time, a cousin, my, my dad's cousin's house. And they were uh, also, besides being Irish, but they were also married into Italian families. So they did a lasagna before Thanksgiving. I would sit there when I was 
13, 14, 15 years old, I'd go there and they'd just sit and watch me eat. And I would eat and eat and eat the whole time. It was amazing. And I was only, I think when I was 14, I was only at most 140 pounds. And now I got a, almost 100 pounds more in me and stuff, a little taller too. And I, I was very resilient. I began, you know, I get that food coma that we have after eating all that food. But yesterday, what I did is I loaded up my plate. I guess it was a loaded plate. It wasn't overfilled, but it was still a full plate. A selection of practically everything on it. I only think I missed the corn. Um, not the corn. I didn't miss anything on the first round except for the cranberry sauce, which I loaded up on the second time which I'm giving myself away. So I powered through that first plate. And before, before, people, some people got a quarter way through their plates or some people barely even touched a plate. I'm going, I'm the first one back out of 11 for the second round. Now I'm here with the my wife and daughter, Sky, I, and, and our friends and I go back up. I excuse myself. I said, listen, I, I, I ate entirely too fast. So I got the same plate with virtually the same amount of food. And I kind of powered through that. And I started to feel full. And I was talking to my friend Jimmy, the host. And he says to me, oh, you should go back for another one. I said, yeah, maybe like a quarter of a plate. He goes, you can't go back for a quarter of a plate. You can only go back for, I mean, you got to do at least a half a plate. Well, I didn't go back for a half a plate. I did a third, maybe a quarter plate, but I ate that and I ate everything. And Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's looking at me and he goes, yeah, maybe. And I said, nope, I'm not going to do more. And it finally, when it caught up to me, I started feeling, I never felt like that before. Never felt you heard me say, I don't worry about the calories because it's not what you eat on one day. It's what you eat from day to day that determines whether you're going to be, you know, putting on weight or not. And I started feeling really uncomfortable and everything started moving down and stuff like that. And I'm not going to tell you any disgusting stories. I didn't get sick. I didn't have any bathroom incidents or anything like that. But... I started feeling full and full, fuller and fuller, like uncomfortably. I felt as if, if you've ever seen the movie, the original Total Recall, where Arnold Schwarzenegger and a young Sharon Stone, right? I felt like what I imagined a guy who is carrying the little baby prophet Quato. I think it was named Quato when Arnold was on Mars and he went to visit this guy in the freak bar and he was there to meet this kind of mystic prophet Quato and no one knew where Quato was and this guy pulls him aside in his room and Quato was kind of like a baby like twin that was absorbed in this guy's belly and he came out and I felt as if Quato was trying to come out of my belly and I'm sitting there and we're watching the Oh, what game was it last night? I think it was the Vikings game. And I'm sitting there. I ate so much 
I ate through the food coma. I was so uncomfortable that I wasn't sleepy. Yeah. That was the first time I ever experienced. It was a unique experience for me. Other people, they have this thing where they go, they're going to get sleepy and stuff like that. I ate so much. I felt as if I was one of those water balloons about to burst. I felt like a woman who was one month past her expecting date. Just my belly was going to come out, open up. As if the alien, I was John Hurt. It was John Hurt, I think. The, in the original Alien, right before the alien pops out of his chest. And it wasn't a good feeling. And that lasted three hours. And it had nothing to do with the quality of the food because the food was excellent. The food was excellent. And I thought this was one of the few times that I actually, since I've been with my current wife, that I didn't cook. So I thought, oh, man, I wouldn't, uh, it'd be really nice when I, I really enjoy the leftovers, like a lot of people. But at this point, no. On the way home, some crazy marketing person thought it was a good idea. We're listening to the radio. Someone advertises turkey at 9.30 at night on the radio. Who would... I mean, even in a normal day, who would buy turkey on the the day after Thanksgiving? Unless they had, they're doing a day after Thanksgiving thing. So, yeah, I I was I was telling my friends that I'm not one of those people that get guilty about the amount of food I eat, but I never understood. I never experienced the thing that I'd eat myself into almost injury. I felt how I thought about those championship eaters like the Black Widow, who this really skinny Asian woman that's a competitive food eater, uh, Joey Chestnut, one of the perennial champions of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I thought, how in the hell do they do it? I've won a pie eating contest. I mean, I was kind of like an amateur food competitor. I ate in a sitting 64 chicken McNuggets. I didn't win it. I came in second. I think the guy that won it won like eight, like six more than I did, which is kind of being blown away. But, and that's after drinking like a half a gallon of beer. Yeah, I was no stranger to that. And, I, but th this, in this case, I just don't ever want to feel like that ever again. So I'm probably going to try to remember that, put a picture of uh, maybe like I'll have it look like a person with a bowling ball in their belly or whatever, post that picture on the fridge and say, you, Jim, you better eat before you go to this dinner. I have a, um, the only other time was I had went to a Christmas party for the place I worked uh, I still work it's Mariner's Hospital you know I'm a spin instructor and they had a big holiday party at this uh, hotel and it was a buffet and had delicious seafood and they had prime rib and I went up there I had a little 
little, uh, I'm, I'm in the buffet line. I go up to the buffet and you go up to the carving station. There's a, one of the caterers is behind there and he says, what would you like? You know, medium, rare, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, you know, I said, well, give me a cut. And I was trying to be helpful. I said, give me a cut of the one that you can't get rid of, you know, whenever you want to. And someone I knew from the hospital came over and talked, talked, started talking to me. I turned my head around and I had a plate in my hand. And all of a sudden, I just feel this tremendous weight plop down on my plate. And I almost dropped the plate. And I look over and it's this giant end cut, giant end cut, at least two pounds of meat, at least two pounds of meat. And that's way more than, you know, considering I'm eating other things. And they put it on my plate. And one of the things you do, it's a buffet. So you don't take to-go container. I'm telling you this. This is from a food. You don't take to-go containers from a uh, buffet. That's rude, right? There's, you leave that for other people to eat. And so in how I handle it at home, if I have the stuff left over, I just keep the leftovers and I, and I eat them. Well, this case, I took the two pounds, at least two pounds of meat, and with the whatever items I had, and went to a table, and everyone's staring at me. And I said, I tried to explain to the people, I didn't ask for this. I just mentioned, give me what you can't get rid of. And I didn't mean all of what you can't get rid of. I meant to say, the piece, a piece of the and to cut down on the amount you're going to have left over. And no, the guy didn't understand. And the people looked at me like they didn't believe me. And I had to proceed because there's another problem I had too. When you're eating someplace, and this is what I do, I can't leave food on my plate. Because whatever you put on your plate, you should eat. And that could be another problem with you know, yesterday with the Thanksgiving going up, eating everything. And I, I like cleaning my plate so they don't have to scrape anything. So I will, I, I wager that I won't have this problem this year. I hope I don't forget again. I have a tendency during the holidays, sometimes to overeat, but I've never eaten like that at this state of my life where I can't really handle that. I guess if I got into training, I'd be able to do it. Well, that's pretty much what I have for today. We have the uh, Nutty Irish Coffee. Nutty, I said coffee. No, you can make it as a coffee too. Darn it. That's nice. I said Nutty Irish, the Nutty Irishman, one part Bailey's, one part Ferngelico. That's one ounce to one ounce. You know, we don't want to be animals out there drinking, you know, half a bottle at a time. But you can also take that without chilling and you can put it in a coffee and you can put a dollop of whipped cream on top to make it look more festive and it makes a delicious coffee. And if you really want to make sure you don't that Frangelico and Bailey's not, uh, it's not chilled because there's nothing worse than uh, for me is to have a coffee drink that's kind of cold. I mean, some people might like it, but I like it to be a little warm to hot and uh, that makes a great drink, too. Um, and also remember, for people that um, if you care about uh, your fellow man 
and you want to do something about it, you can donate to Salvation Army. You can find there, I'm sure there's a place in your neighborhood, you know, there's a food kitchen or something where you can donate your time during the holidays. And now it's an excellent time to do that. Well, thank you very much. This is Jim the Keys Bartender, and I'll be signing off. Have a great day, and I'll be back again with another, I guess it would be the second drink of Christmas. Talk to you later. Bye.